Invincible is an adult animated series based on the Skybound image comic about a teenager whose father is the most powerful superhero on the planet. So this is a comic book series that you and I, we, we go way back. We're Invincible Zombies from way back. Invincible Zombies from way back. Shout out Jeff Kanata. So when this was like announced, I was like, yes, it's becoming a series. And I tried to show my wife, but she was like, this doesn't look interesting at all. The trailer. And then when she got, when she actually watched the show every week, when there was a new episode, <gasps> what's going to happen next? What's going to happen next? I need to know. So I was like, you need to read the comic. Got to read the well, comic. What is, what's funny too about uh, the show finally coming out is I kind of remember you telling me, because you suggested the Invincible comic kind of because of the Walking Dead comic, which I had gotten into really, really hard then. And the show I don't think had come out yet, but I vaguely remember you kind of telling me the show is going to come out like the Walking Dead. Yeah. And you also suggested Invincible to me because it's Robert Kirkman and Image, right? Yeah, it's Image. Um, And... I actually read it and I was like, oh, this is pretty good. And I ended up liking it more uh, the same as The Walking Dead. I think I liked Invincible more than The Walking Dead after probably Walking Dead 100 yeah. in general. But this is one that you suggested to me probably seven to ten years ago. Dang. And I remember I kind of remember you saying there was going to be a sh- TV show for Invincible as well back then. So yeah. I, I, I I could just be mis- misremembering. Um but I vaguely remember this show has been at least discussed or or, or it was being shopped around or yeah. et cetera for some time. Yeah, it didn't get picked up by Amazon until 2018. And that was like when they got the first order for it. So from 2018 until now, it's like, oh, man, when is this Invincible? Because we didn't hear anything about it until that trailer came out. So I was like, man, when is Invincible going to come out? But Seth Rogen was like a producer on the show. Did you know he's also doing a live action version, which is separate no. from the animated series? Nope. And he's going to be co-director, writer, and producer. So I don't know how that's going to work, number one, because they've already done the animated. Like by that time, by the time the movie comes out, it's like the animated show will be on season four. So, And he voices Alan the alien in the animated series. Oh, yep, yep, yep. I wonder if he's going to play him in the live action, but... Yeah, it's just kind of a weird move. I've never seen that before where an animated show also had, at the exact same time, had a live action movie coming out. So we'll see. We'll see how that turns out. But I have some pretty good faith in the old Rogan. Um, yeah, he's put out some pretty some good pretty stuff. Solid stuff. Yeah. But man, this when this show came out, like I said, I was telling my wife about it in advance because I was, I was just trying to spread the gospel of Invincible because I love the comic so much. And when it first came out, I was and I saw who the voice cast was. I was like, "Whoa, they got all these great actors!" And it did not disappoint for me. Everybody on here was actually, you know, the one person who did I think not fit my version in my head from reading the comics was Adam Eve, which was voiced by uh, Gillian Jacobs. She was on Community as Britta, and. That it didn't fit my Adam Eve in my mind. Like sometimes you have people's voices in your head, um, and sometimes it's like just a blank canvas for you, and and then the voice actor will come in and and paint something for you. Like Batman the animated series, like everybody thinks of Kevin Conroy or Mark Hamill as the Joker, but for this yeah, one, and, and and to tie it to, 
you know, the the goal of this podcast is to tie every TV show to FX, even <laughs> when it's not a show on FX. And we're going to tie it to FX with old Walton Goggins. Yes. My, one of my favorite, yes. I'd say, actors of the last decade, you know, and just stuff that he's been in from Justified to... Uh, the Shield. Oh, r- running through the house with a pick on my mouth. Yep. Um, um, Righteous Gemstones. Vice Principals. So, yep, Vice Principals. So yeah. he is great in almost everything. I think... His voice uh, yeah. fits really well with um, who I almost said what he is. You know, it's the CIA ish guy. Yeah. What's funny about him is this is the first time I've heard him not do like a Southern accent in something. Yeah. yeah and I, and I was right. like, wait a minute. Does he have one in real life? I, I, I haven't heard him talk on an interview or something. But yeah, he was great as Cecil, which in the comics, yeah. that's a big, that's a huge character, uh, very important character in the comics. Um, but yep. yeah, he, he was great. What, now, how much of the original story do you remember uh, from? I mean, I can remember the big set pieces yes. and where the arc and in general where it goes. I actually have no recollection of the book from like one ten on. Yeah, uh, I have a like I you know concussions and alcohol <laughs> in between. I really i don't remember how i'm, I'm gonna go back and reread it here probably the next couple weeks anyways yeah. i don't really know where it ends or what yeah, happened. i mean I'm, i can remember when two major things happen around yeah. 100 but there's a couple different like you I'm, I'm the same way there were so many issues of the comic book and i was following along for a long time but then you know life happens and i i got so far behind i was like no nah, i'll catch up on it later cut to five years later and I still haven't caught up on it. So I kind of have vague like outlines of, Oh yeah, I remember that storyline, that storyline, but the in-betweens and how they all tie together. Um, I'm a little bit kind of fuzzy well, they on de- it. They definitely do stick very close to the brutalness yeah, and right. you see the heartlessness right. in Omni man in the TV show. And that's really conveyed in the book. Mm-hmm. And I think what happens in the last episode of the show is kind of what happened. I, I can kind of remember in the books that Omni-Man goes off somewhere. Yes. That's, that's kind of what I can remember from the book. Yeah. And I don't remember if or when he comes back or how he comes back. I'm pretty sure he does. Yes. And I, well, what's funny I, is I, um, he comes back and in the comics, it was like, you know, I don't know, years before he came back. You know how, how the issues come out monthly. So I want to say it was like a year or two years before he finally came back in the comics. And when he that came back, like I was like, how are they going to redeem this character? Because, you know, it's it's almost like um, Kylo Ren in, in Star Wars when he killed Han Solo. Spoiler. Um, everybody nope. was like, how did how are you going to bring him back to if, you know, we want to make him, let's say, come to the light side, right? From the dark side. Well, he killed his dad and he killed, you know, one of the most popular characters of all time, Han Solo. So how are you going to make him a redeemable character? And they definitely like they did it, but I don't. I just don't know how many people kind of bought it. Like, oh, he's good now. He's been bad the whole time. Now with Omni Man, he. I actually bought it. Like when he came back, I was like, oh, I hate this guy. But Robert Kirkman was able to tell a story that I was like, oh shoot, I like this guy. And even in the in the show in the animated series, there in the background I could see a hint of oh he's still a dad like I still kind of care about him I still like I don't hate him and I remember in the comics I was like oh I hate this guy this guy sucks but in this show I and maybe it was because I love J.K. Simmons he's one of my favorite actors but 
I didn't hate him in the show. So I think they did a good job of leaving it to the point where it was like, okay, he has a reason for doing this. And even if the reason is like wrong, you could still see he's trying to do it from a good, like as a father, he's trying to do it from a good place. So I to see, I think he's a fucking piece of shit. Um, <laughs> I, I, I felt that there was no, this guy uh, literally disintegrated and fucking killed so many people through yes. a subway yes. with his son's body <laughs> and then tries to redeem himself. But it's like, it's like a, a dad who beats the shit out of his kid for 10 years. And there's like, Oh, I'm sorry. I just thought it was going to help you in the long run. <laughs> um, and so he didn't, or the, you know, when he mm-hmm. beats his face, I, I get what you're saying in the sense of it just almost like he's got a twinge of a dad, but you know, a lot yeah. of narcissists too kind of break into normalness. And I, I, I think, I mean, Omni man is just, I think he probably believes in eugenics. It sounds like, uh, you know, he clearly thinks, you know, superior races, yeah. you know, even though it's on paper, the, um, Viltrum, Viltrum, yes. Viltrumites, Viltrum, mm-hmm. they probably are. But I, I think he is just straight villain. Like in my eyes, he is just absolutely villain and put it, put a pin in that. And when he comes back, you know, they've already been renewed for two more seasons. So who knows what, maybe he'll come back next season because that actually, that is something about the show that I noticed Cause I did like you, I went back and I read like the first arc again and they switched a couple things around. Like the, him killing the guardians of the globe. That wasn't until like issue seven, I think something like that. And in the show, it's like in like straight up. All right. We don't have time. You know, like we can't wait. We have to get the hook in there now. So everybody's watching. But I remember actually when I was reading the comics, that hook is what like got me. Before that, I was reading Invincible because it was like, oh, um, Robert Kirkman, this the, the art is okay, blah, blah, blah. But when that hook happens, when he kills the Guardians and then he becomes bad, when he breaks bad, that's when I was like, all right, this is one of my favorite comics of all time. And then it just continued from there. So hopefully they stick to the show. Or, I'm sorry, stick to the comics as closely as they can. But also, what? Well, I was going to say, I noticed they kind of have done it from the lens of 2020, right? Like 2021, Robert Kirkman is doing this. And we saw, we see that in his girlfriend, uh, Amber in the comics, she's white in this, she's black and she's voiced by Zazie beats who I love. But I, I don't, I think he's like, Oh man, if I could do it again, yeah, I probably should have not made everybody white in this. I should probably make them black. And the, like the Mauler twins. And, and there's some, just some things that he's kind of changed around a little bit. And I think when you go back and, and reread the comic, you'll see kind of some of the differences, but it's still invincible. Like it's not, he's not changing it to the point where you can't even recognize it. Yeah. So yeah. I like and, that. And and I am of the boat and I don't, I don't think you're necessarily against this is say they did change it completely from mm-hmm. the comic, but it was still good. Yeah. If it's good. That too. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things. Right. I, I've, I've talked to this lady at the comic shop who, she seems to like, or, and this is not uncommon where people are like, I really like when they stick to the source material as much as possible. And I'm like, I could give two F's actually. Yeah. And really, if you want to go a different way, it's just like an additional story, a new story. So right. I've always liked it when they do break off a little bit and they, they have done that so far. And yeah. also it's like, you know, a TV show. So they're naturally going to do it. Yeah. This um, is kind of like the best of both worlds because whenever, so I've been talking to you off Mike. you've been watching um, some of the DC animated ones lately. Whenever they do direct adaptations of comics, I, I always say, okay, make it a little bit different because if it's an exact copy of the comic, 
we're already, I already have the comic. Like, why do I need to watch it on like in an animated form? I've already read the comic. I know exactly what's going to happen. So I, I do like them to change up a little bit, you know, to make it different enough that it's like, okay, this is, there's a justification for this existing in another medium, another format rather than, Oh, I just, I can just read the comics. Cause a lot of times the comics are better because they have longer to, it's, you know, it's the same thing of like a, a TV show versus a movie. You've got 10 hours on a TV show and you've got two hours in a movie. So you're trying to cram everything into two hours. It's the same thing with the comic. Like you have so many issues to expand upon it versus, okay, I'm limited to, especially with those DC ones, it's not even 90 minutes. It's like 110 minutes I want to say, or something like it's, it's less than two hours. So it's not even, uh, maybe it's like 80 minutes. So you have to kind of cram a lot of that stuff in there, but I like when they change it up enough. So this is kind of like the best of both worlds there. You got that hardcore invincible fandom and you have the new people as well. And it's pleasing both of those guys. Like I haven't spoken to anyone that did not like Invincible season one so far. Like it's gotten pretty, pretty universal praise. And yep. it's kind of, you know, the, the memes are out there. Like it's kind of touched a nerve amongst people like, Oh, I, I, they're making Leonardo DiCaprio, but with Omni man's body, right? Like there's all these, it's, it's hit a nerve in the culture rather than something like avatar, you know, that comes along and, yeah, it was the most successful movie of all time, but how many people do I know personally that like the movie or who talk about Avatar now, even though they're coming out with all these sequels? But I, I still don't know anybody who said, oh, that was my favorite movie of all time. I don't know anyone personally that loves Avatar. Now, so. is there anything that so I, th- I believe you have significantly more experience in watching like animated mm-hmm. in general, like DC animated. I've, I've seen a good amount at this point. Um are there any off the top of your head that really... So for me, Invincible, when I'm watching it, is probably up there with the most enjoyable yeah. uh, animated that I've seen. Yes. However, I have a pretty low bar in the sense of, you know, I can't really think of any series except for, you know, your Family Guy, South Parks, that style mm-hmm. of an animated, and then just the DC one-offs. Um, do you, like- are there any off the top of your head that you really like? Because, I mean, the Killing Joke... One is pretty great. Um, that's a DC animated, right? Yes. Yeah, that one is pretty great, but also the exact same as the comic, right? Yeah, yeah and that one, although they they added something to that that I didn't like, and it was Batman had a relationship with Barbara Gordon, and it's like, dang, you're sleeping around with your buddy, like James Jim Gordon's your buddy. You're over here sleeping with his daughter. Not only that, she's like uh, Robin's girlfriend. So it's like, okay, now. The guy who's like your adopted son, you're sleeping with his girl. So that I was like, that's not that's not Batman to me. That's a, that's a jerk to me. But um, yeah, I, I like the the and actually they are they are coming out with the Long Halloween next, which is also like one of the most revered comics of all time. So that's it's going to be interesting to see how they do that. Um, but yeah, I, I liked um, I like a lot of the the DC animated stuff and. I'm trying to think of stuff. So like, is that so that Justice Society that just came out and I just watched? Is that a direct, uh, uh whatever translation no, of a book? No. Oh, that's cool. That's yeah. Cool, then. So I like that. I, I like that because I was. It kept me guessing as a comic book fan. I was like, oh, where are they going to go with this? Because first of all, like Flash has never been a character that they always put in Justice Society because they already have a Flash. They already have the old Flash. 
So the new flesh, he doesn't usually go on adventures with them. And then it was like, you know, alternate timeline and then all this stuff. So that kept me interested the whole time as I was watching it. Um, so I thought they did a real good job with that one. Um, but also the Justice Society is not, you know, like mainstream with people who are not comic book fans. Justice League is the one people know about, but Justice Society is more like um, more hardcore comic book fans. So I kind of had uh, me not really knowing the distinction, to be honest. I yeah. kind of thought Justice Society was just the World War II version of the Justice League. Pretty much. That's pretty much what it is because they were there first. Like if you're talking about in in the real world, when the comics were coming out, Justice Society was first and they were the Justice League for those kids in the 40s, you know, <clears throat> 40s, 50s maybe. And then Justice League came out later. Um, and it was funny because they also kind of took some of the characters that the most popular characters, uh, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. Yeah, well, we don't need them on the Justice Society. We're going to put them in the Justice League, and they're not going to age. And uh, forget that they were ever in the Justice Society. Now they were always in the Justice League, even though you, you know, we we know you read those comics, but just forget that. <laughs> so they've kind of like altered history, even in the real world, on that. But yeah, I, I was a big um, Justice League fan growing up. Justice Society always felt old to me. That always felt like my dad's comics uh, because a lot of those characters. They didn't get updates like, for example, with the Flash, you know, the old Flash, he's got that helmet on his head and he he just looks old to me. The new, the more modern Flash, he's got like these racing stripes, like he's like sleek and nice. And so I always liked that. I actually think they did a really good job with the Wonder Woman that too, although they made it kind of like Gal Gadot, like they gave her an accent now and they're making her like. The, the movies rather than she's never had that accent before in any animated or comics before. But now all of a sudden, because of the, you know, because of the real world Gal Gadot, now she's got that. To make it a little more, I guess the same. Yeah. Or, Which is um, like, so, I have, I have two minds on that, but yeah, go ahead. So with invincible, I, I mean, I'm not necessarily, this is a complaint of the show or, or anything, but it's, I had the same like vibes. When I'm reading the book is it's a lot of just, to say torture porn is oh, maybe yeah, too strong, right, right. but it's kind of, I almost get annoyed. Uh, I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Omni-Man's going to destroy some more shit. Yeah. Going to brutally kill another person. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was kind of nice in the last episode that you kind of was at least had a, you know, looked like he smoked a joint and got high and got his <laughs> eyes burned at least this time and all that. But it's kind of just uh, depressing to yeah, watch at times. Right. Um, and I think my thought is at least this is an animated and not the boy. I mean, the boys is a good TV <laughs> show, but I, I just like the boys. I'm like, oh, I don't need to see this right, right now. Right. Yeah. I, I wonder how seasons two and three are going to go. Cause like the book in the comics, like it's bloody and gory like that throughout, which kind of, um, for me was a novelty at the time for, you know, you, when you read Marvel or DC, there's not a lot of blood. There's not a lot of gore. So when Invincible came out, it was like, let's, this is ultra gore. This is ultra violence. So it's kind of like a novelty. But now in 2021, it doesn't yeah. seem as much like a novelty to me. But um, I just wanted to see how far they were going to go with it. Yeah. And that was, that was kind of where I'm definitely enjoying, enjoying the show and all that. But it was kind of interesting just to myself watching it. I was like, man. I remember reading this the first time yeah. and not nearly being as annoyed by <laughs> the indiscriminate killing or the new take on like an ultra violent superhero, all that. When 
you know, at that time it was like Daredevil was probably the closest mm. of like, you know, just watching I, the show wasn't out at that time, yeah. but the movie where with, um, what's his, uh, all I can think of is the young kid, uh, but where they're actually like killing going on or the dark Knight was yeah. kind of, was is starting to go in that direction, right. but not like what invincible is. Oh, yeah. I mean, not even close. And then right. now it's, you know, you have Umbrella Academy, you have the boys, you have these other adaptations of things that are just highly violent yeah. now. So it's kind of more of just like, oh, another one of these, even though Invincible was doing this almost 20 years ago oh, yeah. um, at this point. So it's not necessarily another one of these, but it is cool to see um, one of my favorite comics put onto the TV. And then I get a little bit of the, you know, snobbiness of all the people posting about Invincible and like, whoa, this show's wild. And I was like, man, y'all could, you would have been losing your mind even more 10 years ago in the yeah, comic books reading right. this. But I know, you know, not a, I mean, as much as it feels like comic books are way more popular now than they were 10 years ago, at least, it still doesn't necessarily feel like, or they're widely read. Um, yeah. At I, least with, you know, Invincible. Yeah. You know, and I feel like people's, dead. right. I feel like people's attention spans are even smaller now than they were. You know, we got TikTok and video games yep. now, but man, yep, yep, yep. like I was saying, the voice cast was something that blew me away. The the amount of, of good voice actors that they got. Uh, yeah, Sandra O's in this. Yeah. She is her, the mom, Debbie, um, Zachary Quinto as robot. I loved him, which I was kind of sad when, when he got his new body, and they switched over to um, the other voice, Ross Marquand. Um, and he when he was in the human body, I was like, no, you just lost Zachary Quinto. He, he's one of my favorites. I had no recollection of Monster's arc at all oh, from the books. Oh, nice. Like, all I, I just remember Monster's, ro- like the robot. I just didn't even, I don't remember him ever going into the new guy's body. Like, I really don't have. Yeah. Because I, because I think I read you know, like it was probably one to 70. I read in three or four days of invincible. And then I was reading them, you know, for the next three, four years as they were coming out. And as I was collecting the, the single issues, um, I really just have no recollection of any of those characters, except for just, I I can remember. So if I say something that happens in the comic book, is that count as a spoiler for the TV show? Not necessarily because they may not do it. Yeah. They like, like with invincible having his kid. Oh, right, right, right. Like that, I'm interested to see if they go through with that because I think Mark was only interested in Eve in the comic books. Like, I vaguely—that's the only romantic one I remember because I remember her being all pregnant with superpowers and yeah. thinking that was kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. No, he definitely had the girlfriend before Eve, but she oh, okay, was just okay, like okay. so forgettable. Like, I was the same way as you. I only remembered Eve, but when I re- went back and reread that first like arc. I was like, oh, okay, shoot, okay, I forgot okay, about okay. Amber. And I also forgot that she was white. Like I said, in the show, it's like you would never know. Um, but, yeah, there was just some great some great stuff throughout the first season. It's got picked up for two more seasons. And so, now I'm going to let's I'm going to so I'm going to dive not fully divert, but it's still related. It's in the comic book world and in the space. And as yeah. you know, I've been rewatching the uh, the Marvel cinematic universe a little bit and i just wanted to slide this in and i'll tie it with uh invincible where i would say um oh what's walton goggins character invincible cecil 
yeah, I would say Cecil is like the Nick Fury hey, of uh, yeah, right. of this the series of the yes. end of the book. Yes. And I just watched Captain so first time I watched Captain Marvel when it came out, I think I fell asleep about four times just from being tired. I'm not necessarily disinterested. Yeah. This time I only slept, fell asleep two times, but I paused <laughs> each time. But I have to say, Nick Fury in Captain Marvel is probably my favorite Nick Fury <laughs> of all the of all the movies. Nineties Nick Fury. Like, yeah, just yeah. getting to see him like not be I, I mean, I have no problems with the eye patch Nick Fury, but I think 90s Nick Fury was pretty fun. And, right. and I just making that comment, that's my favorite version of uh, cinematic Nick Fury, because I've been reading a lot of uh, Captain America lately, and I just don't know if I really give two F's mm. about Nick Fury's character in the books. It's just right. I, and that's just the like white a, Nick Fury. A, yeah, he's yeah. just a guy like giving orders. Right. right. Like, I don't. I'm when it's Nick Fury talking or on the on the page, I I almost don't care. Yeah, he doesn't um, do a lot. Like he he pulls exactly. the strings, you know, behind the scenes and stuff. But yeah, he's most mostly in the office. Um, and he used and to be a character. Cecil. Yeah, and he used to be a character that would go out in the field and do stuff. But they've kind of changed his his character. And and now, going back to that Gal Gadot thing. He is now. He does now look like Sam Jackson in the comics. Where I don't even know how to explain this. Basically, the white Nick Fury had a son, and then the son was black, and then they he looked like Samuel Jackson, so he becomes the Nick Fury just to match up with the movie Nick Fury. It was weird um, because mm. originally that Nick Fury was from another Earth. He was from the Ultimates, so that Nick Fury was a, a different Nick Fury than the white one. So it, it was a whole weird comic because comic books basically yeah and nick fury in the cinematic universe doesn't have his superpower does he no he's just like basically he's like james bond so yeah. it's like yeah, he can I always, I always get curious how like somebody without superpowers survives around right. these people for right. like just watching captain marvel i'm like i just think you would have died by now yeah um because like another one now now we're tanging a little but it's still super <laughs> super universe so it's okay um Agent Carter. Yes. Like she's just a person too, yes, right? Correct. Okay. She's just and a spy. Like Monica Rambo is just a person and no. all of them are- So Monica Rambo actually is uh Captain Marvel at one point in the comics. And she's okay. gonna be in the new so they just announced this like last week. There's Captain Marvel two is now called the Marvels. And so it's gonna be her, Monica Rambo, and then Miss Marvel, who is a young, like the first Muslim character in Marvel history, but it's going to be all of them together. So there's like all these people, but in the WandaVision, you saw Monica Rambeau get powers. Yes. So that is, that is comic Ah, accurate. Yeah. And she is the little girl. Yes. Correct. Yep. Yep. So I was tracking pretty good. It's, um, once I started reading more of the books and rewatching movies, I'm able to actually follow a lot more because Man, like I, uh, the first thirty minutes of Captain Marvel, I was just like, man, there's I, they're in space. I don't even know what's going on right now. They're in space, right. but I like Brie uh, Brie Larson a lot, so it's kind of easy to watch her. She's pretty good. And watching in this order that you know, probably most people can find on the internet when you search what order to watch the Marvel movies has been pretty cool with um yeah like the order and everything. So right. nice. Well, I think that is a good place to wrap up on Invincible. I think I can say it's safe to say we both enjoyed it and we're looking forward to season two and three. 
and we just hope they don't drop the ball. They've already they picked it up, and they're running towards the the end zone. We want to see them spike that, and we don't want to see them fumble. Yep, yep. Oh, make sure. Got to speaking of comic books, you yeah. need to do a little plug in the wall hey. here. Yeah, I do have a comic book podcast that I have started. We submitted it to iTunes and all of those places, but we're kind of waiting because it's the submission process for this podcast. Seasons change was real fast. Like iTunes approved it right away and uh, Spotify and all them. But my comic book podcast is called five years later. Basically the premise is I got blipped away in real life and I came back five years later and I was like, dang, I need to catch up on comic books. I have not been reading lately. So with all these superhero shows and movies, this is a great time to be able to talk to people about comic books, and I want to get caught up. So five years later, hopefully, by the time you listen to this, we'll be in some of your podcast players. And this man, Justin, knows more about comic books than most people that you've probably ever talked to in your life. I try. It's my passion. So I try. (laughs) (laughs) But... Yep, 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 yep. And that's all we got for this. Oh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, <laughs> Finkel Who, F-I-N-K-L-E-W-H-O. Since we're starting, you know, I think this is the longest podcast I've ever oh, been yeah. on as far. I think this is our fifth episode. Yes. Um, let's, so I'm glad let's we're keep sticking it going. With it, think, and there's plenty of TV to talk about. There's no shortage of good television to talk about. So we're going to cover it all here on Seasons Change. Seasons Change.